listening to The 11th Hour, a podcast about Rancid. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. And I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Each week, one of us picks a Rancid song from their back catalog, and we discuss um, all our complicated feelings, and uh, sometimes we learn things that we thought we knew about <laughs> Rancid, and then it yeah. changes our perspective a little bit. <laughs> Actually, that happened more than I expected. Yeah. But uh, th- this week was my pick, and I picked the last track off of the first album, Get Out of My Way, which up until a couple weeks ago, I did not realize was a cover. Get Out of My Way is a cover of the from the Uptones, which was a band like I, basically a name I knew. Uh, we'll go yeah. into Uptones a little bit more, but I, I'm certain at some point in my life I knew this was a cover, but it was not front brain sort of information for me when I kind of ran into this. And the last time Uptones had come up was we had noticed they were on, the keyboardist had been playing on some tracks on An Outcome the Wolves that we had covered and I was like oh yeah the Uptones that's a band I've never really looked into Mm -hmm. and then I came across something that sort of showed that oh the Uptones not only um were like a band but were like (laughs) kind of this magical band that sort of bridged the gap between second wave and third wave ska and might have been sort of the most important band in certain ways and sort of the way we think of Op Ivy bringing the ska back it might be that like Op Ivy and a lot of these bands, you know, when a band is it's such an interesting thing, like um, I'm already deep into this, but like uh, when a band, we'll go into it a little bit more, but it's so interesting when a band is a local legend, but doesn't ever really get a lot of recordings done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's like, you have these like shadow gaps in all these histories of music. Cause our music history is so driven by albums that are released versus shows even though the actual you know the history that is written is by those things but the actual history of like influence like like i i think about the band operative that um Mm -hmm. you know um either you or type like uh, you or type were gonna do the record and then boomcat said no basically uh like great great band the record was fine but like the couple of those performances are why i started motor you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but like, there's no history. There's so little history of that band in the world, right? Because they didn't put out a record. You know, like, there's these right. sort of, you know, in real scenes, there's these gaps that are created. And I kind of think like Uptones are kind of that that sort of lost bridge band, you know, for ska in the Bay Area, right? Yeah. Well, like you, I mean, it was like I kind of knew the name and knew, like you said, um, I can't think of his name now, but it's the guy who plays on. Out come it's, the wolves. What, I'm, this is going to drive me It's not me nuts. the Eric Rader guy. It's not the main guy. Paul Jackson. Paul Jackson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and I, I don't know that I knew this was a cover. I barely even remembered this as being a thing that existed, mm-hmm. just because you know, as we kind of talked about in the, 
uh, Rats in the Hallway episode, the the production of that album is I I I find it hard to get past, and by the time I get to the end of it, I'm kind of checked out a little bit. Yeah, um, which is too bad because I actually think this cover is one of the better songs on the record, and but m- the uptones. So yeah, like I went whenever you picked this, and then I went back. I started digging into it, and there's that album on. I, I assume it's an album or a compilation, whatever it is, on streaming services. That's called "Get mm-hmm. Out of My Way" from 1978. Yep, yep. it's like it is mind blowingly good. It's really good. Like, and, and it's and, like completely different. It's like college. It's, I don't know. I got well, so much stuff to say, but it's like a very different record than what I expected. It to be. It's it, same here. And I, you know, I'm glad you brought up Op Ivy because when I was listening to it, that's like, like, uh, you know, when I, when I think of Op Ivy, I think of it like, like you, I mean, you know, they're kind of this like Mount Rushmore band and, yeah. and for good reason. But I, I always think it's like, they did this thing that nobody else did, but then listening to some of those songs, it's like, Oh, you can absolutely hear like the strength, like threat, those early threads oh, of yeah. what became like that. And, All the way it, down to topics. Too, yeah, like, absolutely. Topic. It's right. like scene reports sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. scene politics and all that stuff that they got famous for. It's, uh, it was so, I mean, and then like there's the, like that, that album is just like, and it's not, it's like there's ska elements, but then there's like. It's like a college rock album. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like it reminded me a lot of, uh, like, yeah, I kept thinking of like the replacements or something. Yeah. Replacements <laughs> and like REM a little bit. And then like. But then there's, there's like, like kind of like late period wire on one of the Yeah. Tracks, and then there's like? like these kind of even like reminds me of sort of. 80s K Records indie pop vibes on some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it totally like, could have been on like that. Yeah, like I, I, it's one of those bands that, and like you said, it's you know they looks like they had maybe one record, and they but like they should be they should be up on like California punk. Yeah, Mount Rushmore for sure. Like like I think you don't get like so much of Gilman. You don't get. You know, they were like the pre Op Ivy Gillen band. They were yeah. performing at Gillen. Like they, they I mean that album that was seventy eight. I mean, that was ten years before. I'm well maybe not ten, but cl- you know, I mean Op yeah, Ivy's yeah. record came out what, eighty eight? Yeah. So and like I, I don't know, man. Like it, it also it does this thing that it really reminds me that like uh there was a time when ska was just one of the spices or one of the techniques in your bag that 80s pop bands could just whip out because of bands like Madness yes. and the Specials. Where it, was, it wasn't like this, like, I'm black and white, I believe black and white, you know? like, right. like it, it wasn't like this identity politics thing. It was like, sorry, not identity politics, identity thing, right? Where it was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a ska warrior and I skank and bully. Right. You know, like, where it was like, <laughs> where like everything is through this filter. It was just like, no, ska is an awesome pop technique that I can throw into a lot of different things that uh, was just, they were like, yeah, we were kind of upbeat anyways, and we like ska, but like we also have all these really cool, like the KUSA song is one of the best. Oh my like, God. 80s. Like it's up there with like, replacements is exactly right. You know, like it's up there with those sorts of yeah. tracks. And like, they were just like kind of doing their thing. Like it wasn't, it doesn't feel like they were like being the specials, if you know what I mean. Like they were like, we like the specials. 
but we're going to be our California kind of, you know, college Rocky jangle pop. And we also like the specials. I don't want to hurt you or cause any trouble, but get out of my way. Get out of my way. I'm trying to dance here. I'm moving the double. So get out of my way. Get out of my way. I don't want your Yeah, I mean, it's got, yeah, that, it's, that was kind of the eye-opening thing for me was, it was, because I, I just assumed it was going to be like a very ska thing. And, you know, there's also some like 2008 thing on streaming services that's, yeah, where they like came back together. It's really not very good. Huh. Uh, I didn't think, because it's like, because it, it is that, like, oh, we're going to lean heavy into the ska thing. And, like, yeah, exactly. You know, through the like, lens of all the, all that's happened since, they're probably exactly. mostly loved by the ska scene. Right. right. You know? And so, yeah, I, it just, it, um, and the other thing that, like, to me that's so interesting, too, is so, you know, one of the things we've, we've often talked about is, um, and, and we've talked about it more with, like, you know, like, reggae and dance hall and roots music and that stuff and like the sort of cosplay aspect of yes some of that um which i you know i think we've sort of like i i think it's a, it's i mean i know it's a very genuine affection and involved like from but the, but like seeing that you know like seeing that on their first record like they yeah, covered is- that it kind of to me it adds more of a layer of like I don't know credibility or authenticity to all. Or I mean, even if you get away from that, like it's just like we should have seen it coming, sort of thing. Mm. Like like this this hagiography of like we've been slowly like going further and further back, where it's like oh no, this is the first Scott thing on Rancid, right? right. Like, we right. kind of act like the first two records have zero Scott influence, and then oh wait a minute, the wolves, right? And then it was like, wait, uh, I Want to Riot was way earlier than we thought it was. And then, yeah. like, and then this is like their first record. Their and first it's... record. It ends their first record. And believe me, they did that on purpose. Like, and yep. it, their last tracks mattered to them. And I think yep. in this one, they were they were giving respect to something that was like, when everybody was thinking about them as the post-Op Ivy band, they were giving respect to the pre-Op Ivy band. Yeah. On the last track of their first record, like, well, and 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 Tim and I, and I mean this in a very positive way. Is a very calculating, like yeah, um, like when it comes to his music and his bands and all that, he's very calculated. And and again, like that can have a lot of negative connotations, but I don't mean that in a bad way at all. And so I think yeah, putting this at the end of your first record, where you know your first record is kind of like a california thrash record as we've talked about in a lot of yeah. ways and or but at least th- comes off that way and i've slowly started to be <laughs> different about it right but the it, it's it's also like not only is it like this signifying thing of like here's this is like the pre-op ivy op ivy or whatever yeah it's also i think like a hint at what's to come oh absolutely you know it's it's, it's like what um yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of saying, like, sure, we're going to play this in this kind of punky, you know, to start talking about, like, their cover of it, which is a very interesting cover. They kind of do a, God, listening to this album closer, it's like, listening to Lars be like, everybody wants to be like these hard, post-hardcore bands and, and Fugazi. It's like, 
A lot of that first record, if it was produced slightly different and they played it like a half a beat slower, would, would sound a lot like. It'd be like a right, <laughs> right. Like this idea that the narcissism of minor differences. You know what I mean? Of like that, like everything gets more and more intense when they're like almost the same. You know what I mean? Right. The differences feel, you know, and it's like, but like the, it's such an interesting thing that it's weird that my brain didn't pick this up as a. I was just thinking this. I was driving around my kid to school and then listening to it. I like to listen to whatever we're going to record yeah. right before, you know. And it's like, why did I not think this was a cover? Because if you listen to the song, it's got none of their songwriting stuff. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, it, I, do they ever start with that much drums ever? Which is a punk rock thing to go like, gah, 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 you know, like. I can't I, think of anything off the top of my head, no. Um, that's the, not a real Brett style of drumming, you know. No, but it's also one of those. It, it, this song also kind of is a, another reminder of just how awesome Brett is, and like has been from like he can do anything. He doesn't seem to have a lot of fear. He's really got that yeah. punk rock spirit of like, look, I'm not incredible, but like if you ask me to cover the song, I'll cover the song. You know, yeah. what I mean? like and and I and like yeah. I mean, we've talked about like, he's not a real technical drummer. No, um, and that's kind of this feel is so good. And I th- yeah, and I th- and and for me, like for a band like Rancid, to me, that's so important because oh, yeah. you know, especially you know, they're this live band that makes records sometimes, and you know, <laughs> um, you can t- yeah. Anyway, it's but yeah, it's an interesting thing because like they do turn it into kind of a. You know, like a lot of early hardcore was. I, I think about how much of the template of early hardcore was actually early wire, like one two xu and all that stuff. Like to the point that Minor Third covered it and everything. Like if you just speed up <laughs> early wire, but then you slow down early wire and it's college rock and it's REM. Like that's the magic of wire, right? Right. Is that like they had kind of cracked the post punk thing, and like uh, this song is like the closest to that kind of. It's funny because it's this poppy ska song when the when they do it but like it's this real shouty hardcore song when when rancid does it and uh i'm like it's another one of those moments where i'm like man give me an ep of this style you know like yeah give me me, i would love this kind of there's a kind of this shambolic like they're kind of falling apart it's obviously not their song they don't sit in it as well as they would in a song that they had written right but and it's so you know like it, they could have like really built up the gang vocals, but instead they just kind of had the two of them go like, "Ah, my way, ah, my right. Like it kind of has this like well, emptiness to it, you know. That Rancid I think later would like, "Well, we gotta get fourteen people in here, to right?" Vocals, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, they're kind of getting the shambolic nature of it. The, you know, so you know the song at the end, the original, like he, the vocal line, like it kind of doubles speed. You know, it kind of goes yeah, into yeah. different speed. And on the original, like that's like in the pocket, but it's like it's going faster, but it's on the like Tim is all over the fucking place. Yes. Like it's just like, what are you doing? Like, are you? I was. Yeah, go ahead. But I, but, I, but the, to me, I kind of love it because it's so. To me, it's just you can tell that I think they're just having fun, right? And yeah, just, like it's got them off the cuff. Like, yeah. You win in the recording, like we're like, okay, we got you know an hour and a half left. Do you want to cut, do the cover or not? You know what I mean? Like, right kind of has that vibe and sometimes that's the best rant and like it's interesting because i was listening to this morning again and there was a little bit of clarity of like him on this track kind of sounds a little bit like tim on 2000 go like Mm -hmm. i when you're oh i can hear yeah i can see like he's got a little bit of because he's got to be so punchy and rhythmic 
the way he does a yeah. lot of the time. He's got like he has more enunciation than most of these, other than the ones where he's like, eh, yeah, my, like he's doing those <laughs> things, which I think are hilarious. I don't know. It's such a like '90s thing. Also, when we did Rats in the Hallway, did we say that this was Brett? I feel like we were like shitting on Brett for production. But this um, is this Donnell Cameron guy. I don't remember if we were. That's. Uh, I think I might have been, and so I do want to put this straight that like while this. Oh uh, yeah, you some, have you have production. I'm looking at the notes for episode eight, uh, which is Rats in the Hallway, and yeah, you have that Brett produced it. Yeah, I don't. Incorrect. So okay. So my first, like, errata <laughs> to that is, like, um, this Donald Cameron guy who who went on to do, I guess, his biggest claim to fame is some bigger, like, pop punk. But the thing I would care about is that he was the Drive Like Jehu um, two albums uh, producer, oh. uh, which kind of tracks for me in that, like, a lot of this album, when you kind of put it under a microscope, has this angular, yeah. hardcore vibe to it, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's maybe they were clashing with the way he wanted to record a little bit more because and he was probably early on in his career, right? So it's just everything's like one it's all mixed in this really muddy way where everything when you step back, it sounds like this just this really fast kind of thrash record, but then you zoom in and you're like, Wait, that didn't have to come off like a thrash record. Why is this coming off like a thrash record? Mm-hmm. And some of it's just the speed. Yeah. And sure. looseness, I guess. But like yeah, I like I think this record will be forever this kind of weird enigma of when you zoom in, you find all these things, but Mm -hmm. that's not to its credit, that's to its detriment, and it will always be a hard listen because of that. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's kind of the the interesting thing about doing listening back to this stuff a song at a time, like because of the manner of our podcast, it you. I th- I get an appreciation for at least the songs individually more because it's not so like I'm not overwhelmed by the production and the like cuz I'm not listening to the whole thing in a row. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's a it, weird um It's a it's a weird record that I don't know that I'll ever <laughs> I'll never I I, know, I don't think I'll ever love it. Um but I I, but think I like I it. appreciate it. <laughs> more than i expected you know what i mean like and i and the funny thing is and i i think anytime i spend any time with the songs on it or the records all that's usually one of my takeaways from it is that like oh yeah like i like and I, i this is more than i think it is when i'm not like you know when i'm have distance from it like from a distance i get i think i get hung up on things that I don't know, but it, yeah, I think it's, um, well, I know it's a better record than I usually think it's going to be when I listen to it. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it tells, I think it gives a lot more hints at where things are going to than I thought. Maybe. Yes. 
Yeah, I hundred percent. And so I have. Sorry. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. I think that's exactly where this album's like gonna always sit. Is it just in this like I can't completely jive with it, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's probably got a wealth of more stuff to it than like the than us, the kind of the classic listener would give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I was going to say was uh, I believe I'm trying to find it I, I believe one of the Uptones guys ended up writing one, another Rancid song with Rancid or a couple of Rancid songs like they have con- songwriting credits on stuff don't they have songwriting credits on some of the Outcome the Wolves I thought there was an Outcome the Wolves thing but I'm like kind of l- I was trying to find it again Oh no, the eleventh. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so Eric Din, who wrote, and I think he also wrote "Out of My Way." No, 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 not "Out of My Way." The other "Outa." What's the other "Outa" song? Uh, "Out of My Mind." Um, but uh, yeah, the eleventh hour is co-written by Eric Din as well from the Uptones, and obviously that's a song from the Your Hearts. <laughs> that I totally remembered the correct thing about. Absolutely. <laughs> that's impressive. But yeah, that's the other that's the other thing about Uptones. It's like there's these layers that we just don't I, I think I would say we're both pretty into Rancid. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. <laughs> but like I there's so much it's a reminder of the truth of these bands and all these moments are a lot different than the hagiography, hey right? Like than mm-hmm. than the like simple paint you know, strike that we go like, oh, that that's that album, and it's like this, and right? Op Ivy was the first of it, and it's like, of course that's not true. We've lived through all the scenes of watching all the mutations and the influences, and we've done that for years. We're in music, but like, even then, when you have big bands that are like important to you, especially when you were younger, you, you have these simple stories, and I think it's like, no, the layers are so it's so much more complex and deep and meaningful to these people, and it's like. This was a nice little like, yeah, the world's a lot bigger than you think it is. You know, like this, your story's hundred percent. Yeah, can't hold everything, and it's like, and and it really does remind me of like, man, somebody's got to write the great, you know, the, the our, this band could be your life, but for all the bands that never put anything out, you know what I mean? That like completely yeah. changed other you know scenes, you know, by being so good live or being really good members of the scene or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like really good mentors or. You know, you, you hear about that in every goddamn scene, and it's like, yeah. But we can't we can't hang our hats on any of that, so we just go, well, you know, this band was the big band, and it's like, well, no, you know, that <laughs> Seattle I think is full. Though. I think there's like four or five bands that you hear the name of, and they're like, yeah, there was no, you know, all the grunge stuff. I was like, yeah, there's no recordings of that band, but like that were more important than like Tad and Mother Love Bone, you know. But like you, you don't know about them, right? Yeah, that that would be a really good book. <laughs> your next book, Brad. There you go. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't believe Eric didn't wrote the eleventh hour, and I forgot. <laughs> I yeah, well, because you know, I I would think that if if there was a songwriting credit to one of these guys, it would be on one of the ska songs. So and yeah, exactly. The eleventh so, like, hour is not one of the ska songs. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was trying to get like Daily City Train or something. Right, and, but. Um, I think one of the other, uh, like, another angle on this that I don't want to go too deep into this because it's, you know, we've already been going for 20 minutes. But <laughs> I, like, this is one of those things that 
like when I just this is like more generally like about cover songs. I like I love that a, when a band like Rancid and, you know, and we've talked about it with Rancid, not necessarily cover songs, but like um, you know how many people know who, about Desmond Decker because of Roots Radical, right? And so co- them covering this song, it's like how many people like I mean me for one like know about the uptones because rancid covered this song like i to me like it's always so much more interesting to me <clears throat> more interesting to me when a band like a quote-unquote bigger band which obviously this was the beginning of rancid so but they still i mean they immediately were you know <clears throat> they were from the ashes of hop ivy so they had an audience but like when they cover something that clearly is has meaning to them too like they're not just doing it for whatever or even if they are but like of some I don't want to say unknown band, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To yeah. kind of like draw attention and focus. Like, I think that's always, I'm a, I like when that happens. And yeah, I, I it's like so, so much part of like the, what I think of like 80s, 90s. Yeah. Because you didn't have the communication pass. <clears throat> right. Like, the way you would get that, that word out on a band would be you would tour with them or you'd cover them. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> right. And, and you know, and the, <sighs> It's kind of, and, and you know, and to relate this more specifically to Rancid, then, you know, there's the other side of thing, that where um, a bunch of unknown bands cover, like, there's that compilation that's like, what is the outcome? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't. I haven't even touched it. I, I, don't, I don't care. Sort of stuff. I just yeah. don't, like, to me, that that's not, that's not interesting to me. Um, and so, you know, like, and I say that as somebody who is in my mind and I've been doing this saying this for years like a cover of the baseline of Journey to the End it's gonna be like a 20 minute ambient version cause that's what the world <laughs> fucking needs but Ooh, I love it <laughs> I think you could do it uh, well I've been I've been I've been working on it so but anyway <laughs> um but yeah I it, to me it's just I don't know I I it's kind of like this it signifies like this it's like the good and the like you know we talk about we've, we always talk about tim and his like his mm-hmm. you know the family and his controlling nature and but and, and like i think this is one of those ways where some of the it's like the good flip side of some of that stuff where it's, it's like kind of like the innocence of like oh i love the shit of this band can we cover you you know like yeah like i want to so and you know i want people to know about this and i want you know and um, I gotta like give respect to the people. Yeah, like, all and, these people know Op Ivy, but they don't know that we were going to these shows for years, you know. And basic radio opened for up, you know, uptones and all this stuff. Right. It's like I like that sort of night, like very sweet side of Tim's sort of like I want to create a story. I want to yeah represent the like arc of Rancid kind of in this. Like they they seem to curate that pretty well, right? Like yeah, and I think and it's. Yeah, I think I think so, and I think it's like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know these people, but there's there's, and there's we and we talk about it, and there's this like really negative, ugly side to that, but I think you know with something like this, there's just like it it feels like there's this like this genuine affection and this desire to like sort of do right by these this band that was so formative for him like, and for how, how can you be mad at that like that's yeah. so awesome you know what i mean like that's the good side of punk rock and the good side of 
music communities and all these things. Yeah. Right? Like, I bet you the Uptones don't get back together in the 90s and the 2000s because, without Rancid. You know right. What I mean, like, I, they don't get the, 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 the little compilation CDs and live CDs coming out. I'm sure. If, right. I mean, you know? and that's, and I, and I think that, you know, for better, mostly for better, I mean, that, you know, I, I think that Rancid has specifically have intent, like, or Tim specifically, and maybe Lars to a lesser degree, but especially, to, like, they've done those kind of things for a lot of people. Um, you know, like, I mean, we've talked about, like, the whole Ruby Soho the wrestler thing is, like, if you haven't watched the video of her on Lars' podcast where he suggests her using the name, it's, like, one of the most like genuinely sweet awesome things it's so good and 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 it's not like any kind of act it's not it's just like yeah and i think that that is the world can use more of that i wish you know rancid could i like you know or tim producing jimmy cliff's record like and get it and winning a grant i mean it's a great record but like uh yeah anyway I don't know. That's so. I think I, I always I love hearing cover songs like this though, where it's um, and, and like th- it's different enough so though that it you know like I don't want to hear a cover song that sounds exactly like yeah. It, I mean, it stands alone for sure. And uh, it, I think the original, like having heard it now, like the original is I like it a lot more than the cover. Yeah. Um, but I think there's there's a lot of merit to this, and I mean the biggest thing though is that I mean well it and you because if you picked it like it sent me down that rabbit hole of the uptones and now i'm just sitting here i've been thinking about this for the last week of oh my god this should be one of my favorite bands (laughs) this is so i mean like you're like this you're the target market for this you just were like maybe x amount of years later Mm -hmm. and they didn't have a lot of recordings at the time you know what i mean like that it's a wild thing to suddenly just be like oh here's this whole aspect of this thing bay area punk you know what i mean like you I think you know we've established that's like right in your wheelhouse. Right, like, right. Why, why didn't this happen? You know, and you like rancid, and they were covering. Like, it's a really <laughs> yeah. weird. Like, the world is weird. You know, like why? Yeah. You know, why are we in 2022? God, I had to like think about that for a second. Um, <laughs> and like 40 years old, and like 30 years now, after it came out. <laughs> yeah, just now being like, this is phenomenal. You know, yeah. like like the the world is and you know that's a pretty you know in the scope of things they were covered by Rancid that's a pretty popular band you know like yeah it's, and it's there's just so much to be heard and done you know it's just it's crazy yeah and so you know i mean it's a great example of like using your platform to do something good for somebody else so everybody do that <laughs> I was gonna say, everybody go listen to the damn record. Yeah, go listen to the, the yeah. get out of my way. Yeah. Uh, God, and the, listen to the whole thing. That whole yes, yeah, it's really good. Oh, I guess you're probably talking about the get out of my way album because it's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go yeah. listen to the go get listen out of the whole my album. album. It's it's a great. It's so good, man. It's so good. If you have like any affinity for like kind of interesting '80s kind of pop punk or pop, you know, like I think is. I feel like it's if you kind of a lost record. I feel like if you are in you like rancid, especially not just like let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you like if like, actually all of rancid. You would absolutely want to hear totally. that, So But I would make the point that if you think rancid's fine and like yeah. this madness and REM and replacements, you should also go listen to Yeah. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, what are we what are we going to talk about next week? <clears throat> All right. So, next week we are 
heading back to oh. Olympia. Whoa. <laughs> we've been kind of, right. I feel like we've been a little in the weeds the last few weeks doing some yeah, really yeah, random, yeah. so we need to, we need to, I was going to do it, try to, do, I was going to sink, do it in the Tim voice, but I chickened out. Olympia. Back to Olympia. Olympia. I mean, uh, I'm going to give, give part of it away here, but this is like top five rancid song for me. So oh, I'm sure. I, I could have, if I <laughs> tried to write out your rancid, I would assume that this isn't your uh, And, you know. Yeah, I th- it's for so yeah. many reasons. Yeah, yeah. and we will already, t- I'm already there. I got it. And we'll, we will talk about those <laughs> next week. Um, all right. In the meantime, uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. We still don't have an email address, but y'all been like kind of reaching out a little bit on Instagram and Twitter, and that's oh, yeah. awesome. Thanks so much for that. God it makes this like, you know, I mean, Probably I'm going to do this even if nobody's listening, this. but yeah. it's really nice to know that people are listening and. Uh, responding so yeah rancid pod twitter instagram uh, we'll see you next week see you the poop Like, the world is fucking horrible, so bring some joy to it. Yeah, I mean, you are right in my rant house right now, so...